It's Dramatic Listening, the podcast where you learn English by listening to radio plays. I'm your host and teacher, Wendy Lambert. And welcome back to part four of Archie Andrews and the Bankrupt Rumor. This is Dramatic Listening, episode 48. Stories on dramatic listening are serialized. That means I've taken the radio play and broken it up into bite-sized pieces to talk about each week. So if you're new to the podcast or haven't started listening to Bankrupt Rumor yet, you really should stop playing this episode for now and go back to episode 45. That's where this story starts, DL045. And you can start listening to this story, Bankrupt Rumor, from the beginning. You'll remember in our last episode, Archie and Jughead quietly slipped out of the house to go do something about the Andrews family financial troubles. If they had stayed a minute longer, they would have heard the conversation between Archie's mom and dad become clearer, and they would have realized that they were just playing a game and not discussing a serious financial problem at all. But they missed out on that. Archie heads off to Veronica's house to ask her father, Mr. Lodge, to give his dad a job. When Archie said goodbye to Jughead, surprise, surprise, their friend Betty was nearby. And she'd overheard the end of their conversation. How much did she know? Enough to get curious. How much she'd heard doesn't really matter because she was able to get the whole story out of Jughead. When Jughead finally realized that he'd said too much, it was too late. Betty was already spreading the rumor around town. In today's episode, Fred Andrews, that's Archie's dad, is puzzled as to why people are treating him differently. And when Archie gets to Veronica's house, He's in for a surprise, too. Just a little aside here. You know, making a podcast takes a lot of work, especially when it's a one-man show like this one. But if I know you're out there counting on me, I have to go on. The more people who listen to Dramatic Listening and subscribe to Dramatic Listening the more motivated I am to keep on producing this podcast. So if you're enjoying this podcast and you're getting something out of it, in other words, if you find that it's helping you in your English learning or even in your cultural understanding, please go to iTunes store and go to the podcast section. Then find Dramatic Listening and rate the podcast. How many stars would you give it? And if you really want to help other learners find this podcast and boost my motivation too, 
please leave a review. It would mean so much to me. Okay, that being said, let's get back to bankrupt rumor. And um, we have to look at our key words for this episode. And our first key word is ginger ale. Ginger ale is one kind of soda, a flavor. It's a soda or a soft drink or a pop. We use all of these different names for it. And it tastes like ginger. So it's kind of got a hot, spicy taste to it. It's a fizzy drink that tastes like ginger. In Chinese, I guess we'd call it zhangzhir qi shui. You can easily make a float with ginger ale and vanilla ice cream. Ginger ale. Number two, potatoes. Potatoes are a starchy vegetable. In Chinese, malingshu. Or in mainland China, I believe it's tu do. In the West, people eat potatoes every day, but in Asia, people eat rice. Potatoes. Word number three, discussion. A discussion is a talk on a certain topic, taolun. The man and his wife had a long discussion about whether or not to buy the house. Discussion. Word number four, company. This meaning of company is guest or guests, visitors, bin ke or kuren. Can you help me tidy up? Company's coming. Company. Word number five, a phrase. Talk in riddles. Talk in riddles. To talk in riddles is to speak in a way that makes the listener feel puzzled. Dayami. He's not very straightforward. He's always talking in riddles. Talk in riddles. Word number six. Accustomed. And we often follow it with the word to, so accustomed to something. If you're accustomed to something, you're used to doing it. You're familiar with it. You're doing something that is a habit. Xi guan. If you're accustomed to air conditioning, you will find it unbearably hot outside today accustomed to. Word number seven, charge. If you charge something, you buy it by putting it on an account to be paid later. You're buying it on credit. Ji Zhang or Shou Zhang. I don't have enough cash on me. Please charge it to my account charge. 
Word number eight, deprive. If you deprive somebody of something, you strip them of something that they should have. You take away their rights, something that they feel, at least, that they deserve. or Children in poor families are often deprived of an education. They have to go to work instead of school. Deprived. Word number nine, credit. Credit is trusting the buyer to pay at a later date. Xinyong or Xindai. Tom bought the scooter on credit. With monthly payments, he would have it paid off in a year. Credit. Word number 10. Talk somebody out of something. If you can talk someone out of something, then you are able to dissuade them from doing it. You're able to persuade them not to do it. In Chinese, you would zu ta. He tried to talk me out of paragliding by telling me stories of people who had died doing it. Talk someone out of something. Word number 11, be in the poorhouse. If you're in the poorhouse, you're destitute. You are very poor. Chongkun or Chongpo. A poorhouse is a home where a poor person could go when he had nothing left to live on. Zhou Ji Yuan. His wife goes shopping all the time. She seems to think money grows on trees. She'll soon have him in the poorhouse. Be in the poorhouse. Word number 12, golly. This is an exclamation that's used to express mild surprise. It's kind of like, tiana. It's also rather old-fashioned sounding. I don't hear people saying this anymore. Golly, I didn't think you'd mind if I borrowed it. I'm sorry I didn't ask you first. Golly. Word number 13 is a phrase. What on earth? What on earth for is the same as saying what for, but it's much more it's much stronger, it has more impact, it's intense. So it's used to emphasize a rhetorical question. Uh, that's a question that you're not really expecting anyone to answer. So what on earth for is like saying Genma. Joey, what on earth are you doing? Quit feeding your baby brother worms. What on earth?
Word number 14, plead. If you plead with someone, you beg them. You ask them for something in a very serious and emotional way. Choqing. If you plead with him, he might give you the day off. Plead. And finally, word number 15, coax. Coax means to persuade. Shui Fu or Hong Chen. After the boy fell off the bicycle, his father coaxed him to get back on and try again. Coax. That's it for our key words. If you are a Chinese speaker, remember that uh, for English Chinese flashcards and games, you can find these words on Quizlet. Just go to www.dramaticlistening.com slash Quizlet. And now it's time to listen to today's part of the play. It's scene seven and eight in Archie Andrews and the Bankrupt Rumor. Let's listen. Andrews, what can I do for you? Hello, Mr. Pringle. I want some ice cream and ginger ale. Ice cream and ginger ale? That's right. You want ice cream and ginger ale? That's right. You, you sell ice cream and ginger ale, don't you? Yes, I sell it, but I didn't think you'd be wanting to buy it. Well, I didn't expect you to give it to me. Well, oh, I know that, but, well, there's a lot more important things you could be spending your money on, like bread, potatoes, milk. What's that got to do with ice cream? No, it didn't. But you can buy a lot of potatoes for what you pay for one little box ice cream. Yeah, I suppose you can, but I don't want potatoes. I want ice cream. That's the point. Maybe you should want potatoes. Uh, Mr. Pringle, look, I don't know how we got into this discussion, but it so happens I'm having company tonight, and uh, I'm not accustomed to serving potatoes to company. Oh, so that's it. Company? Yeah. Anything wrong with having company? Well, no, no. Company's all right. You got something to give them? Well, I will have if you'll quit talking in riddles and sell me some ice cream and ginger ale. All right, Mr. Andrews. I suppose you know what you're doing. What kind of ice cream and how much ginger ale? A quarter vanilla and three bottles of ginger ale. Sure you need that much? Yes, I am sure. Well, okay, if you say so. All right, here you be. Thank you. Now, where do I owe you? Oh, that's all right, Mr. Andrews. I'll put it on the bill. Yeah. On the bill? Uh, yep. You don't have to pay for it now. Oh, I don't mind paying for it. Oh, I... no, that's quite all right, Mr. Andrews. You've been a good customer for a long time. I'll charge it, and whenever you get back on your... I mean, when you get around to it, you pay for it. <laughs> well, well, I can pay for it right can now. You tell that boy of yours, anytime he wants an ice cream cone or a soda, he come right in and charge that, too. Well, well, why I can't why? deprive why? children of the things they're used to, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose that's true, but why? And you what? can have as much credit here as you like. Well, here's your package, Mr. Andrews. Yeah, uh, th thank you. Bye now. Bye, Mr. Andrews. You come in again now, anytime, anytime at all. 
You tell your missus she can do the same thing. Yeah, 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 I will, I will. <laughs> that isn't the strangest way of doing business I ever heard of. He tries to talk me out of buying these things and he won't let me pay for them. Boy, if that's the way he does business, that guy's going to be in the poorhouse before he knows it. Boy, I sure hope Mr. Lodge has a job that he can give Dad guy like Mr. Lodge. I'm sure he can find something for Dad to do. He's got to find something for Dad. But Archie! Hello! <laughs> How are y'all, Archie Kim? I, I really came over to see your father. My father? Uh-huh. It's a very important business matter. Oh, something to do with the trouble your father's in? Yeah, it's got some... Huh? She was... How did you know? Well, it's all over town. Everybody knows. Golly, they do? I didn't think anybody knew at all. Nobody but me. Well, I guess the son is always the last to find out about things like this. I guess so. But Daddy isn't home right now. She was, he isn't? Well, I, I just wanted to ask him if he could give my father a job of some kind. A job? Uh-huh. Dad's got to have work in quick, Veronica. Oh, my goodness, Archie. With all the people Daddy hires, I'm sure he can find work for your father. Gee, do you really think so? I'm positive. You just go home and tell your father he has a job. Well... Well, what? Well, uh, I was hoping your father could come home with me. Come home with you? What on earth for? To plead with my father to take the job. Plead with him? Uh-huh. Well, you see, Veronica, my father's a very proud man. He, he'd never take a job unless your father came over to our house and coaxed him to take it. Made him feel important and all that. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, we'll just wait for Daddy to come home and take him over to your house. Well, do you think he'll go? Think he'll go? Archie, when I ask him, he'll go or I don't know Daddy. <laughs> Now it's time for the walkthrough. Fred goes out to pick up refreshments at the general store for the party with their friends. It's a party, so he wants junk food, basically. Things like ice cream and ginger ale. That's that soft drink that tastes like ginger. Ginger chishre. Mr. Pringle, the store owner, thinks Fred should buy more nourishing and more filling food, like milk, bread, and potatoes. Potatoes are a starchy vegetable, malingshu. Mr. Pringle argues his point and won't let the conversation drop, 
So Fred has to explain. He says, look, I don't know how we got into this discussion. I don't know how we got started on this topic, Jigataolun, but I have company coming. I have guests coming over to my house, visitors, binke or kuran, and I'm not accustomed to or I'm not used to. It's not my habit, Bushwoodishikwan, to serve potatoes at a party. Mr. Pringle seems to judge whether the Andrews should have company over or not. His thoughts probably go something like this. Having friends over to your house isn't bad in and of itself. But if you cannot afford the basic things of life, like milk and bread, then entertaining guests is a luxury and you shouldn't waste money on it. He agrees with Fred that company is okay if you have something to give them. In other words, you need to feed them, and that is something you cannot afford. Well, Fred is trying to buy something to feed them. Mr. Pringle is the only thing that stands in his way, stopping him. So he thinks Mr. Pringle's comment doesn't make sense. He tells Mr. Pringle that he's talking in riddles. Dayami. What he says is making Fred feel puzzled. It's a riddle. So Mr. Pringle gets very generous and says he'll put it on Fred's bill. Fred can charge it. Ji Zhang or Shou Zhang. He can have the ice cream and ginger ale now and pay later. Then Pringle goes one step further. He even tells Fred that his son Archie can come in for ice cream and sodas and charge that too. After all, he says, you can't deprive your children of the things they're used to. You can't deprive them means you can't take something that they should have away from them. Bodo or Chirdo. Pringle then offers Fred unlimited credit. Wu Xian de Xin Yong or Wu Xian de Xin Dai at his store. By giving Fred credit, he's trusting him to pay it back at a later date. So it's sort of like a credit card, Xinyongka, but there's no card, and it's only good at Pringle's store. Fred can't believe what just happened. He leaves the store talking to himself, saying, If that isn't the strangest way of doing business that I ever heard of, this is an unfinished sentence. Of course, when we have an if sentence, there should be another clause connected to it. And if we finished the sentence, we would finish it with a curse on ourselves, such as, I'll be damned or I'll be darned. This shows that Fred is so sure that Mr. Pringle has the strangest way of doing business that he's not worried 
about the curse. It'll never happen. The conditional part of the sentence is true. It is a strange way of doing business. So the curse won't come about. Fred is surprised because the shopkeeper, Mr. Pringle, tried to talk him out of buying things. He tried to chenzu ta mai dongshi. And then when Fred buys the stuff anyway, he won't let him pay for it. Fred thinks it's bad for business. He figures that Pringle will soon be in the poorhouse. He'll be destitute. He'll be very, very poor. Chung kun, or jung po. And a poorhouse, that home where a poor person can go and have a home even when they have nothing left to live on, jiu ji yun, is something that uh, we used to have in our culture, and now it's taken over more by government. rather than volunteers and, and charity. Well, that scene ends, and we move on to Archie's arrival at Veronica's house. Archie's mind is set on getting a job for his father. That is, until Veronica opens the door. Archie has such a crush on Veronica that he can't think straight when he sees her. He does get over the emotional rush, and he's able to tell Veronica why he's come. He wants to see her father. What a surprise when Veronica says, Oh, something to do with the trouble your father's in? Archie expresses his surprise and disappointment with, Gee whiz, how'd you know? When Veronica tells him, Everybody knows, he expresses his surprise with golly, tiana. I think Archie is somewhat overwhelmed thinking about the repercussions, that is, the unpleasant results of everybody knowing. Veronica tells Archie to go home and tell his dad that he found him a job. She hasn't asked her father yet, but she knows her father will do anything for her. She has him wrapped around her little finger, meaning that she's the one in control. Her father's rich, and he shows her he loves her by giving her whatever she wants. Archie, however, isn't satisfied. He wants Mr. Lodge to come to his house and offer his father the job. Veronica asks, What on earth for? It means the same as what for or why, but that on earth phrase intensifies it. It gives the question more emotional impact. Like saying ganma instead of weishamma. Well, Archie wants her father, Veronica's father, that is, to plead with his father to come and work for him. He wants Mr. Lodge to beg him to take the job. 
Qiu-Qing. Archie wants his father to feel like he's valued by Mr. Lodge for his expertise. He doesn't want his dad to realize that he's being offered the job as an act of charity or out of sympathy. Archie admits that his father is a proud man, Taiyomianzi, so he wants Mr. Lodge to coax him, persuade him, Shui Fu Ta or Hong Chen Ta to take the job. This is a lot to ask, but Veronica is still convinced her father will do it. She really does have him wrapped around her little finger. Well, that's it for the walkthrough. Let's listen to these two scenes again. Mr. Andrews, what can I do for you? Hello, Mr. Kringle. I want some ice cream and ginger ale. Ice cream and ginger ale? That's right. You want ice cream and ginger ale? That's right. You, you sell ice cream and ginger ale, don't you? Yes, I sell it, but I didn't think you'd be wanting to buy it. Well, I didn't expect you to give it to me. Well, oh, I know that, but... Well, there's a lot more important things you could be spending your money on, like bread, potatoes, milk... What's that got to do with ice cream? No, it didn't. But you can buy a lot of potatoes for what you pay for one little box of ice cream. Yeah, I suppose you can, but I don't want potatoes. I want ice cream. That's the point. Maybe you should want potatoes. Uh, Mr. Pringle, look, I don't know how we got into this discussion, but it so happens I'm having company tonight, and uh, I'm not accustomed to serving potatoes to company. Oh, so that's it. Company? Yeah. Anything wrong with having company? Well, no. No. Company's all right. You got something to give them? Well, I will have if you'll quit talking in riddles and sell me some ice cream and ginger ale. All right, Mr. Andrews. I suppose you know what you're doing. What kind of ice cream and how much ginger ale? A quarter vanilla and three bottles of ginger ale. Sure you need that much? Yes, I am sure. Well, okay, if you say so. All right. Here you be. Thank you. Now, what do I owe you? Oh, that's all right, Mr. Andrews. I'll put it on the bill. Yeah. On the bill? Uh, yep. You don't have to pay for it now. Oh, I don't mind paying for it. Oh, I... no, that's quite all right, Mr. Andrews. You've been a good customer for a long time. I'll charge it, and whenever you get back on your... I mean, when you get around to it, you pay for it. <laughs> well, well, I can pay for it right can now. You tell that boy of yours, anytime he wants an ice cream cone or a soda, he come right in and charge that, too. Well, the wife I can't deprive what? children of the things they're used to, you know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true, but why? And you what? can have as much credit here as you like. Well, here's your package, Mr. Andrews. Yeah, uh, thank you. Bye now. Bye, Mr. Andrews. You come in again now anytime, anytime at all. You tell your missus she can do the same thing. Yeah, 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 I will, I will. But that isn't the strangest way of doing business I ever heard of. He tries to talk me out of buying these things and he won't let me pay for them. Boy, if that's the way he does business, that guy's going to be in the poorhouse before he knows it.
Foley. I sure hope Mr. Lodge has a job that he can give Dad. Which guy like Mr. Lodge? I'm sure he can find something for Dad to do. He's got to find something for Dad. But Archie! Hello! <laughs> How are y'all, Archie Kim? came over to see your father. My father? Uh-huh. It's a very important business matter. Oh, something to do with the trouble your father's in? Yeah, it's got some... Huh? She was... How did you know? Well, it's all over town. Everybody knows. Holly, they do? I didn't think anybody knew at all. Nobody but me. Well, I guess the son is always the last to find out about things like this. I guess so. But Daddy isn't home right now. She was, he isn't? Well, I, I just wanted to ask him if he could give my father a job of some kind. A job? Uh-huh. Dad's got to have work in quick, Veronica. Oh, my goodness, Archie. With all the people Daddy hires, I'm sure he can find work for your father. Gee, do you really think so? I'm positive. You just go home and tell your father he has a job. Well... Well, what? Well, uh, I was hoping your father could come home with me. Come home with you? What on earth for? To plead with my father to take the job. Plead with him? Uh-huh. Well, you, you see, Veronica, my father's a very proud man. He, he'd he never take a job unless your father came over to our house and coaxed him to take it. Made him feel important and all that. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, we'll just wait for Daddy to come home and take him over to your house. Well, do you think he'll go? Think he'll go? Archie, when I ask him, he'll go or I don't know Daddy. <laughs> So, what do you think? Mr. Pringle wants to help Fred out. He lets him use credit instead of cash. At the same time, he wants to control what Fred buys. Is that right? Would you do the same thing? For instance, you see a homeless person on the street, and you want to help them. But what if they spend the money you give them on alcohol and cigarettes and not on the food they need? If you gave them the money, do you have the right to say how they spend it? Please comment on that. You can leave your comment at www.dramaticlistening.com slash DL048. And say, have you tried Stitcher yet? Stitcher is radio on demand. Stitcher streams the broadcast, which means you do have to stay connected while you listen, but you won't have to waste time downloading files. And you won't have to use up memory on your smartphone. You'll find a link to Stitcher in my show notes at DramaticListening.com Well, folks, that's it for this episode. 
I hope you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any episodes. The next episode will be up in two weeks. So bye for now and see you next time.